Hi, I'm Tom, and I'm a Gen X grown-up, and I support Gen X grown-up on Patreon. And you should, too. Go to patreon.com slash grownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners to this backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I'm John. Joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And you know Mo is here. Hey, everybody. And in this backtrack, you know, it's back to school time. And that kind of got us to thinking about how very different our educational experience oh, was yeah. growing up as Generation Xers mm. compared to how it is today. And when I say today, I both mean the current era and generation. But also, it's worth noting that today in 2020 means something even weirder, doesn't it? Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. It's a, yeah <laughs> tell me I mean, I, I actually feel very lucky that I don't have a school-aged child right now. <laughs> yeah, you are. And John, you too, but George, I think right. you're the only one of us that has yeah. a kid in high school right Dealing now, Dealing right? with the logistics of the pandemic yeah. and yeah. go to school, do you, don't go to school. That must be crazy. Yeah. He, he's a senior, and oh. actually, as we're recording this, he's at football practice, of all things. They're still doing football. Yeah. It's a very different time for him. There was a decision to be made during the summer as to whether or not he wanted to take classes in person at the school or remotely, yeah. because that's a thing now. It's been a little nervous this first week of it, but he's handling it well so far and so are we and we're being very cautious they're doing things like no water fountains are turned on in the school so kids have to carry these giant water bottles around with them the kids do need an education but we're living in a society now where it's maybe time to start rethinking how that education happens and what it is we need to be teaching these children we're doing this episode about how we learned and what we learned growing up, right? In the Gen X era. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm not so sure that any of that or maybe even all of it was applicable then or now because <laughs> I'm not convinced we have the best school system. Just the statistics prove that. Yeah, right? they prove yeah. But it is. Yeah, yeah. We're like number nine in the world in math and we're eight in English. I mean, and it's... I think they might be grading that on a curve. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially these times. The thing that kind of, not, I would say, worries me, but going to school was more than just learning, right? It was a social thing. It's meeting your friends. Absolutely. It's, it's all yeah. of that too, which I feel bad, especially for your son, who's a senior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To miss out on part of that, it's me, it's like, oh, that's, I just feel bad for him. Yeah. You know, he's put six years into football, both in middle school and well, high school. He's a high school. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. <laughs> he's my son. No. Six years <laughs> high school down the drain. <laughs> he was really looking forward to the senior football yeah, season, even though he's not planning on playing football in the college, but he was looking forward to that payoff that you get as a senior sports person, right? You know, (laughs) yeah. You've earned that respect. Absolutely. Ugh, tough, tough. So, even though this year, back to school shopping is more about buying new pajama bottoms than it is buying jeans, probably. <laughs> right. <laughs> for your school at home stuff. Although he somehow found a way to spend $500 on back to school shopping. <laughs> I have no idea how that happened. I'm like, damn. I need a new computer. Still, in this backtrack, we're going to look back at how the current normal compares to our Generation X experience. And many of the topics we just touched on, we're going to expand upon mm-hmm. further down onto the show. Before we get into that, though, I have, of course, some fourth listener email. And our fourth listener Your favorite part? this episode. My favorite part, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and our fourth listener email this episode comes from a slow-mo. Hey. One of our patrons. Hey, slow-mo, how you doing? Hey. The subject line was Psy Ugh, George is right. <laughs> How's that for a setup? I I can't tell you how much I love how that has become a thing. (laughs) I mean, for me personally, or or how much George hates that that's become a thing. I just can't wait to see the meme that develops from that phrase. (laughs) So, Slow Mo writes and says, So, about the 70s One Hit Wonders episode. Uh Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Here we go. Find a 70s One Hit Wonder that nearly everyone currently between the ages of 25 and 75 knows and sings. The song topping that list is Play That Funky Music. Yes. Yay. Woo-hoo. So yes, George is right. <laughs> Let's give George's moment here. Hold up. Yeah, let him kind of bask in that. Yeah, bask for a while. Yeah, I'm yep. pouring out a shot of Patron for my friend Slow Mo <laughs> as we go. 
Okay, that's, that's enough. It, it, that's plenty. It's plenty. It's plenty. <laughs> if you haven't drunk it, pour it out. Moving on. He goes on to say, a close second of that would be my Sharona, so at yeah. least y'all got that yep. one. Okay. Yep. He threw us a bone there. Okay. Yeah. You did somehow manage to forget about a third possible. Everybody knows that song and sings at least a few of the lyrics. Afternoon Delight. Thank you, yep. Ron Burgundy. I think yes. we purposely <laughs> avoided that one. It was on our list. It just didn't make the top 10. I, I didn't avoid it. It was just... Eh, I kind of did a little bit because I was like, oh, do I really want to talk about that song? <laughs> Is this now third or fourth person written in who'd said Afternoon Delight? Should have made the list. I was going to say, yeah. we've at least had two or three. Yeah. Yeah, that's So true. maybe that's we true. were off on that one. So many people. Yeah, yeah. so many listeners. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he wraps up by saying, love these list episodes. When listening, I want so badly to interact with you right at that moment, especially when George is right. <laughs> Fourthly yours, slow-mo. Way to go, slow-mo. Stand up for the little man who's always oppressed and told he's wrong. No, we never tell you you're wrong. That's not you. Who are you talking about? (laughs) We just are always surprised when you're right. That's all. You guys are always beating me down, telling me how wrong I am. We're pleasantly surprised. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. We're managing expectations. (laughs) We're managing expectations. (laughs) Slow-mo, thank you so much for writing in. We love it when the fourth listener writes. You want your email out on the show? Just hit us up, podcast at genxgrownup.com and uh, we read every single one and most uh, make the show. All right, I am ready to jump into some educational edutainment <laughs> on this backtrack. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. Your Bymart membership coupon book has everything you need for back to school, like Stansport brand Snow Creek Nylon Day Packs with coupon only $8.97 each. Assorted Bymart brand vitamins, $3.79 each with coupon. See store for selection. Are you ready to go to school? Yeah, but can Sparky come? Use your Bymart membership coupons now and save. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Class is now in session. It is time to start talking about our (laughs) Gen X educational experience. Now, at one point, I think I even in the notes wrote public school experience. But George, you didn't go to public school. You private school most of your education, right? Yeah. Yep. That's true. Absolutely. And I grew up also here in Florida. Mo, your education mostly was in New York, I believe, right? Yep. All New York. Most of your school years. So I was a mix of private and public. So we're talking about some disparate experiences. It's kind of a cross section of different experiences we had, public, private, Mm -hmm. the North and the South. And so we're going to start by kicking off talking about a lot of the things, the ways that we learned and what things we learned, Mm -hmm. which often don't map directly to what happens today in schools. Mm. Yeah, that's true. For sure. At the top of the list for me is music and art stuff. So Mm. I remember when when I was a kid, it was tightly integrated into class. I mean, my teacher who taught me English and math also taught me finger painting and pottery and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, arts and music haven't gone away, but they've certainly become, I think, more compartmentalized mentalized in modern education. You go and do that as an elective if there's a budget for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the sad thing. It's just like, it seems like because of money and other reasons, like those are the first things to go. Yeah. But I don't know. I still think that that's important just for a well-rounded person just to know something about these They're things. They're deemed as non-essential by the people making the decisions. I don't personally agree with that. I'm with yeah. Mo. I, I think yeah. they are essential to giving somebody a base for from which to grow in life. Mm -hmm. And that's really what education should do. This is going to end up being a soapbox episode for me, but (laughs) no, no, you're right. I I don't like (laughs) you're getting to the fact the difference between, is it uh, meeting certain tick box criteria or is it preparing Mm -hmm. you for life? It's the same thing you guys always mess with me about whenever we're doing our stuff where I looked forward to something last week. And then I talk about it the next week, checking boxes. Mm -hmm. That's really what education feels like today. And I, I'm not blaming this on the teachers at all. I know the teachers are working as best they can with, Within the system that is provided for them to absolutely, use. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the system, I think, is where it's flawed. And I think that it was a little bit less flawed back in our day, only because, like John, you mentioned, these things were a little bit more integrated. They were a little bit more woven together. And I think that music and arts is the best example of that. Now, we didn't have a music or an arts class in any of the schools that I attended because, like you mentioned, John, I went to private, very small schools. Mm -hmm. But we did have music and art 
in the regular classes like you did, my mother still has those stupid little pottery things that I made <laughs> in the second grade sitting up on a mantle somewhere in her house, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah I still have stack them somewhere around my mom's house. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't agree with you more, George, I think. And how else are kids going to even discover that, hey, you know, I have a love for this or I have a talent for this without these little Right, even if you don't become a musician or an artist, at least, appreciation. now one, you might you might discover, oh my goodness, I, I have a natural aptitude for pencil sketch or whatever you might not have known otherwise, but mm-hmm. it's to have an understanding of people who do excel at that. And you go, oh, I understand the basic concept of art and some music theory. Everything is just not all auto-tuned and, you know, a baseline. It's really, right. there's more <laughs> to music than that. And if you're not exposed to that, you don't know what else is out there. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's kind of to the point. Yeah. Do absolutely. you think too that the ways that we learned about our government have changed fundamentally from then till now? Because oh, yeah. all we really had to learn about the government were our parents, the news, which we never wanted to watch, and the books that we got in civics class or it was just geography civics. or whatever the hell. Yep. Yeah, right. civics. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Now, my children, they have used the internet and they have YouTube channels that talk about these socially political issues. I feel like they actually are getting a better education about what government really is versus what we did back then, which was, I think, very, I hate to use this term, whitewashed. Well, for better or worse. I think kids today can't avoid it because it permeates all of social media. And so therefore, schools almost have to address all those things. Maybe they wouldn't have before. They're like, well, they'll learn that later. Well, but now you're growing up, you know about everything that's going on everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. But th- I think something that we learned, which I think is a little lacking today, is that there are some fundamentals that we learned in school about the government. Oh, we learned about the three branches point. and what they're supposed to do. Now, granted, yep. the reality yep. is different. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like kids today skip that and they go right into current events. I mean, right. I could be wrong. Yeah, exactly. That's how it feels. We, you know, yeah. we had to learn about the Constitution. We had to memorize the preamble. Memorize the preamble. What about checks and balances? What balances, about the three branches right, you exactly. said? Yeah. I know yep. that my kids still struggle with understanding the difference between the House and the Senate mm-hmm. and what yeah. Congress really I means. think that's because they had to fast forward into current events. They didn't mm-hmm. start with, okay, ignore what's happening today. Let's right. talk about what the foundation is. And we right, you know, exactly. might not have done that. And it's like, I think that's going to be something that's going to permeate a lot of this stuff is the foundation knowledge. Yeah. It seems to be different today than it was back when we were younger. Because yep. another example of that is the multiplication tables. Well, right. Don't kids still learn those? No. Not no. the way that we did. Not the way we did. Remember how we did it? One times one is one. One times yes, two is two. two, is two. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And you would write that all down, right? You would yeah. write down all your times tables up to 12, right? Yeah. yeah. That's that right. was the limit. If you went past 12, forget it. I'm not going to learn it. You were over Calculator time. <laughs> <laughs> now, no, they don't do that Mm-mm. that same way. I remember we had to answer the questions and I'll never forget what seven times eight is because I missed it when that question was asked of me in class. And the the teacher made me write seven times eight, both times tables, the sevens and the eights, 10 times each. You'll remember now, George. 56, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm telling you, I will never forget seven times eight. I mean, I remember when my kids were learning math, uh, it's like third grade, second, third grade. I'm sitting there watching my son do it. Like I was helping with his homework. He had something similar, like seven times eight, right? And he's doing all these little tick marks on the side of his paper. Yes, like, I saw it. Is that what that's like, about? Yeah. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, well, you know, seven times eight, you do seven seven rows and eight columns and and then he counted them. Why don't you just say it's 56? Just say and, that. As, and to me, it's like, and I <laughs> asked the it. teacher about this because I said, this just seems stupid. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, we want the kids to figure things out on their own and come up with it. I'm like, wait a minute. I said, you know how much time my son would save on his homework? If he just, if he just had, knew it. If, if he, he just memorized knew the answer. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't like the rote method. That became like obsolete in the 90s, it feels like. People started yeah. saying, that's just counterproductive. <sighs> well, if it's counterproductive, how in the hell am I 50 years old and know seven times eight equals 56, son of a bitch? Tell me <laughs> right. that. that. I didn't move little blocks left and right or anything like that. Yeah. I, somebody said seven times eight is 56. That's what it is. And that math especially bothers yeah. me because at the base levels, what something is, is what it is and you just need to accept it. There's no why is it that way. There's no how is it that way. There's no arguing about it. Two times two is four. Shut the hell up. That's right. it. As long as you understand why it is four, yeah. that's all you right. need. Now, right? I, certainly, I think each of us have watched a millennial cashier try to make us change. Right? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> And I'm sorry. God help them if that cash register's display is broken. <laughs> they'll just give you the whole cash drawer. Yeah. They don't Here, care. Just ca- how much do you deserve? I'll ca- just count it out. Just say, take, take what you think you deserve. Yeah. I had somebody who was like, I think my bill was like $16, like 10 cents or something. 
and I gave him $21.10 and I thought her head was going to explode. <laughs> you were you were being helpful. You were making it easier on them. She sta- I mean, she literally stared at me because she couldn't figure out why I was giving her that amount of money. Why'd you throw a dime at me, old man? Yeah, and why'd you give me an extra dollar? Why'd you give me you 21 You guys need to stop this method of discussion because I'm going to go into the whole grocery store business and we're going to shy away from because <laughs> it bothers me to know in that these people when yeah, they're at the gas yeah. registers don't know how to count it back properly. Either. Right, exactly. I know. Yep. Yeah, right. Okay, and this, that's a whole that other makes topic, 10, right? 12, yeah. 13 <laughs> makes 20. Right, exactly. I know. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah. And but memorizing yeah. stuff, I remember having to memorize the state capitals. Yeah. We were just oh, talking about the yeah. multiplication tables. I I never did get that one. I did get that one. I could get like 20 of them. Maybe fifth or sixth all. grade. I had a civics class. And the final exam, half of your grade or quarter of your grade was a, was literally 100 questions. They gave you a map with numbered outlines of the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. First 50 questions were the name of the states. The second 50 were the name of the capitals. That was it. Like a yeah. blank piece of paper and a blank map. I got one and that was my too. final exam. So I had to sit down and memorize that thing. I would have gotten like a 72. That's why that. I know the capital of New Jersey is Trenton. Why do I yeah. know that? Because <laughs> New Jersey is shaped like a sock. And if you hang a sock <laughs> on your tent to dry when you're camping. So Trenton sounds like tent. What the hell? I had to use mnemonic devices, but wow. by golly, I still know like all these <laughs> states and capitals years later because I had to memorize. Otherwise, you never will know those. <laughs> I tell you, John, I know the capital of Wisconsin is Madison. That's because right. Because Wisconsin is a W and upside down W upside is an down M. Is, yeah. And M is Madison. <laughs> I'll be in my deathbed. Can't remember my children's names. You still names, know that. But yep. I'll still know that. <laughs> we did civics. We're doing math. There's still long division. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, my kids don't do that anymore. And, you know, honestly, I'm not mad about that because I never understood, and I still don't understand the reason for clinging to old methods when they've been made obsolete by things that we have readily accepted are always accurate. And calculators are always accurate. So I understand some people feel like you have to do long division in order to understand how numbers go into other numbers, but I'm not convinced of that. In real life, they're 99.99999 going to be using a computer or their phone or a calculator or something to do the math. I, I think there's a value to understanding how it works. Now, I, I agree. I don't think giving somebody, forcing them to do like a thousand long division problems is right. necessarily good. Yeah. But to say that, okay, look, if I give you a long division problem, you should be able to figure it out on your own. I'll, without g- I'll grant you that. I'll yeah. grant you, you know? that. Well, because at some point you might not have your phone. It could happen. There could be a time when you if actually need to do phone, something. If I don't have my phone, I'm not going to have a pencil and paper either. Just saying. <laughs> well, you could be stranded on a desert island and you have a stick in the sand. Stick in the sand. And I'm going to be doing long division on the desert island I'm stranded on. That's what uh, what's yeah. his name did in- Two uh, coconuts into 27 coconuts goes- <laughs> No, Tom Hanks did that math on the cave wall with the bird stick. <laughs> That's and, right. He figured out the search area and that they never right find before him. before he busted out his tooth with the ice skate. That's right. Yeah, exactly. All those things happen. You <laughs> so need no dental surgery. All those things are useful to have on a I think dental island. surgery is a bit far off from long division math. I'm just saying. That seems more okay, like a true. college level course than it does elementary school. You must have missed that in third grade when, in private school. Have. We did dental surgery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't have the funds that you did, apparently. Well, so let's, uh, let's pull the jock here and talk a little bit about PE and how that oh, has... Yeah. Favorite there class. are things in PE. I mean, first of all, I don't think they're playing a lot of Red Rover anymore in, no. in PE classes. When you run at top speed at people. You know, and- actually, at the elementary level, though, my son did that. Yeah. Did he? Like in okay, elementary good. school. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I always figured they'd be the first to go because it was basically run at top speed into someone else <laughs> and, and see if you can bust their hands apart. But <laughs> Yeah, they were still they were still tackling each other and doing all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's it, good. It, that's yeah. when they're young, small kids, though. Right. You they, know, they're like pretty much like first just bounce off each other. First through third grade. Once they get big enough, they you know things break. They no longer bend, so they stop. So do doing you still get to bean the hell out of somebody in the head with a dodgeball? Is that still a thing in public school? Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Good, good on you, kids. You yeah. haven't given up on the old school old ways. I think that's going to be around for a while because they even made a movie for it. So <laughs> teachers are like, "Hey, it's in film. We might as well put it in the classroom." Isn't that just a great excuse to hit somebody with a ball as hard as you can, though? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The thing that got me though about <laughs> how PE is different back when I was younger to today is like. One PE was like a requirement, right? You had PE. Yes. Everybody had to do it. Yeah. My kids say they have it, but not really. It's like, oh yeah, we have PE and we just walked around the track all period. And I'm like, what? What? That's true. Yeah. What is that outdoor study hall? What yeah. Is that? It's like, you know, just chalk with their friends. It's basically just free social hour. That's yeah, that's what all it, it is. It's not like to. the organized, huh. you know, we had to do things like we played kickball. We played 
this. Like every day there was a lesson plan for RPE that we did certain things. You know, some of that too has happened because of the specialization of coaching. Coaches now, even in high school, they are already being groomed and recruited for the upper levels of coaching at that point. So they specialize in just that sport. Back when we were going there, your football coach was also your PE teacher. And because he was your PE teacher and he was your football coach, he was used to doing drills and activities and things like that. So that's how he structured the PE class. And so now you have a specialized coach who is not the PE teacher. And so and now it's, the PE teacher is likely like the English teacher who doesn't have something that period. It's uh, very segmented. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah. Okay. So George, how, how did it go with you uh, getting, uh, when it was time to pick teams? You were probably the team captain. Uh, they said, George, you're going to be a captain. Or the first, oh, pick, first pick. Sometimes I was the captain. Sometimes I was the first or second picked. It just depended upon, you know, what we were doing that day. But it was, it was always a lot of fun. Um, I For can, you. I can see. <laughs> I was going to say. I, I can see where for a lot of the kids. I didn't see it then, of course. You know, you're a young kid. You don't pick yeah, up on of course, that thing. Yeah. But now I can understand how how fearful, how scary that could be for a young person who's not sure of themselves yet of their place in the world and in that society at school. It is. How, picking you know, teams ooh. is let's see where you rank socially. Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the only people that don't get ranked are who gets picked as captains because they have the power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's a ranking in and of itself, though. I yeah, mean, right, right. I was always the dorky nerd in school, and I was always among – it depends on what you're playing now, right? Red Rover, <laughs> we want John. He's a big, clumsy nerd who can run over some fools. <laughs> He's Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's going to wreck it. If we're playing something with finesse, no, no, no. You know, it's it's me and the poor kid with asthma waiting for the last pick. No, John, actually, I simply okay, – I was never like the last person picked but i was like second or third to last mm-hmm. i was like like the worst one to pick but i was like close to the end they're like uh okay i guess mo you know <laughs> <laughs> when i was picking it was always dependent upon what activity we were going to play what sport we were going to play if we were doing football john's my number one pick yep. yeah get a line i can sit behind him and nobody can touch me but if we're playing basketball eh, Okay, you might be riding the bench a little bit there, John. <laughs> in my neighborhood, we you know we had the same thing. Like we played the schoolyard, although it was a neighborhood schoolyard. Picking teams, and my brother was one of the captains, right? And it got down to the last two people, and of course it was me because I'm usually last or second to last. Okay. And this other kid who was actually really good at basketball, and my brother picked me. Wow, and loyalty. And the kid's like, "Hey, what the hell? I'm better than Maurice." And my brother's like, "Yeah, but you're not my brother." Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and after it says it, I was like, "Wow." Of course, I sucked anyway. But but he had your back. I remember doing that a couple of times with some of my friends who were more into D&D and computers than they were into sports, but we all mm-hmm. had to participate. You want to win or fail with those people sometimes. It's not sometimes just about Sometimes yeah, you, you pick them and you know, you kind of put them in a position to be sheltered from the real action, but they could still participate. Yeah. So <laughs> you're right field. You know? <laughs> you're going to play left center, which is like in between the left field and the center guy. <laughs> who are both good so they could cover for you. Right. They got you covered. Yep. <laughs> did you guys have recess? Just like open free time to play? Early on? Like when it yeah. was when I was in like elementary school. Yeah, that's yeah, what I meant. But- yeah, elementary school. Yeah. 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 Recess, you had to be doing something. Hmm. Like that was okay. kind of like the teachers and stuff were out there, but they were like, okay, you guys can't be hanging out on the side doing nothing. You got to be doing something. So short of elementary school, I'm guessing that recess is probably not a thing anymore because everything needs to be structured these days. I feel like, yeah. like there yeah. needs to be, what's the purpose of this? What's the guideline? What's the metric we're meeting with this kind of course? And that's right. Recess is very much unstructured play, right? right. It's like, just yeah. go do, you're like, do something, don't do nothing, but just go make up your own game or, right. or, or play Foursquare or whatever. Yeah, whatever. It was more of a recess for the teachers than it was for the kids. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sure that's this is the part the time of that's I true. need to decompress yeah. a little bit. Yeah. You kids go outside. Yeah, because I, I definitely remember like the teachers would always hang out together and talk during recess. Mm-hmm. They were hardly paying attention to us, really. That's right. <laughs> Just make sure none of them die and we've done our job. Oh, did you break your arm, little Jimmy? Sorry about that. We'll get you afterwards. <laughs> yes, go to the school nurse. <laughs> well, we get done with PE and come back inside. There were a few other things that I think we're going to get into some areas of things that we absolutely don't have anymore. And the first one for me, mm-hmm. is this, oh, I hate that this is dying, is cursive writing. Long yeah. form mm. script and I have writing. mixed feelings about that. I really do. I kind of do too, Mo. Yeah. I get that is it, it isn't needed. I mean, using air quotes, needed, but it's also, there is no more personal way to communicate with someone than take a pen to a piece of paper. And I mean, I, th- I think people that can't write it probably can't read it. Most kids probably can't read the original constitution yeah. because it's written, it's written in cursive. First, it's old English. <laughs> right. And if you can't read the script in the first place, you're not even going to be able to understand what are these flowing scribbles. Yeah. See, I was never convinced that we needed it in the first place. Hmm. Even in school when, you know, in the seventies and eighties, when I was in school, I was never convinced 
convinced that cursive was necessary, and I'll tell you why. It was only a social construct that gave it importance. It has no different physical value or properties than block writing. Well, They're just two different forms of writing. One's prettier, maybe. Well, cursive, you never have to lift your pen. So it's right, cursive faster. is faster is the whole point, is that yeah, you that can make whole, an entire word without having to lift your pen. Yeah, but that was not true for me. I'll say that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, yeah, and I think it's, yeah, I, I, what the difference is between those, you know, who knows, right? I mean, if it was faster for me, you weren't reading it. I'll tell you that much because <laughs> my handwriting is terrible. And especially now, as we've gotten more into the age of digital and paperless society and everything, you're right, John. Yes, it's very personal and it's maybe unsurpassed in that area, but I don't know. I just, I think it's, I, I know. Yeah. yeah I, I, I get it. I understand. I just don't like that. It's, I get it too. It's kind of like radio dramas. I love them, but there's not a place for them that much anymore. Although we're podcast. doing a podcast. Well, so fiction, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. I, I think that it's, that's the point. I think we don't need it, but I hate that it's dying. It, it's still a thing yeah. that, that we should preserve in some, almost like, okay, we should take, do a segment on cursive. Maybe you don't all learn to write it, but you understand the concepts and you do some practice and you go, yeah, we don't need that, but we get it. Just having a foundational yeah. knowledge. You can read it at least, right? Not only are they not teaching it, they're actively saying don't use it in school now, at least with yeah. my yeah. son. And, but <clears throat> I mean, there's no prettier writing though than somebody, especially, you know, the people with like the fountain pens and writing in cursive. Well, they're like calligraphy. It, it just, yeah, that's like super cursive, right? Well, <laughs> it's like super cursive. Yeah, exactly. But Jordan, I do see your point though. And yeah, maybe they don't need to learn how to do it practically, but they should learn it so they at least can read it. You know, speaking of having like a foundational knowledge. I don't know if you guys had these, but there are a couple of specific lessons I remember having that I think are totally gone from school. So the first one that I vividly remember is we had a course in how to write checks and balance a checkbook. Oh, oh yeah. You're about like practical life skills. A yeah. real life I mean. skill. Yeah. I remember they took us all to the library. They had a <laughs> the big charts of like a check. It looks like somebody won the mm -hmm. publisher's clearinghouse. Here's the right. check number. <laughs> yeah. Here's, yeah. It's a big, big board, right? And they're Here's where you sign. Here's where you print this and that kind of thing. And you were learning how when you get out in the real world, you have to do this thing. It's not going to be the first time. It was like when you learned how to like read the hands of a clock or something. It was like, here's a thing you're going to encounter your entire life. Well, until checks go away, <laughs> as they've done now. Right. And you'll need. Yeah, actually, that reminds me because um, now is that something that's still needed today? That's my question. Well, it's not needed today as much because people aren't really writing checks that yeah, often now. They should understand check. how to balance their account, which I know that's done automatically. That's but true. That you still need to do. Yeah. And, that, you know, John, you're right. Those practical classes that we used to have, the home ec, just those practical life lessons, we've never developed those well as a society. And that's one of the reasons why, Mo, I think we're ninth or whatever you said on that list, because other societies do that. They teach you how to do the things you'll need to do in life to be productive or successful or whatever the thing is that they're teaching. We don't do that in this country. It's all, I know. here's some math, here's some English, here's some science. But we used okay, to. you've met all our requirements. My point, we used to. The other one, the example that I had was I remember another like segment, like we spent uh, two or three days on it. We learned how to hold a phone call conversation. Now that sounds weird, but oh yeah, we didn't have. We that had one. practice hmm. phones, right? They're just not plugged into anything, and you say, "Okay, call someone," and you're like, "Hello, hello, is this such and such? May I speak to this person? I'm sorry, that person is not here. May I take a message?" Like all that kind of like social interaction on the phone, we learned that in a class. Now, Grant, I, as you said, hmm. George, maybe not everyone did that, but I couldn't have been alone. I mean, they were literally teaching some life skill things because I they probably didn't have the the mandated government criteria that you know every every. Every no yeah. child left behind and all that, which not saying they're bad things, but there's some stuff that gets left behind in the wake of that, I believe. Actually, I didn't learn the phone call one, but I did learn how to address an envelope. Yeah. Yep. Similar things. Yeah. Real life practical skills. Yeah. Interesting. Well, there's no question in that we were learning things back then that they're not teaching now. So we're definitely old. <laughs> we are old. <laughs> Unavoidably true. The McDonald's on the go Happy Meal for your kids. It comes with the McDonald's foods they like the best, but the good times don't stop there. Kids get a vinyl bag or a sturdy plastic box. Kids can take them anywhere, all around the clock, or they can take them to a party. Yeah, carry stuff to school. But they can take things anywhere and look real cool. I'm Allison Holland, host of the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. 
Equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the Kennedy family, I am joined by an incredible cast of experts, friends, and guests to take you on a fun, relaxed, yet informative journey through history and pop culture. From book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself, you'll see that there is so much more to Kennedy than just JFK or conspiracy theories. Join me for the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. You know, one of the interesting things, I mean, you talked about the the stuff we learned, yep. right, is how the, the actual tools have changed that the, the gear. teachers that yeah. we had okay. available to us. Sure. And the first one that pops in my head, which is totally different today than when we were kids, was I was totally devoted to the library. Your school library? Yeah. yeah. We, we did the a whole school library. podcast on the Dewey Decimal System because of you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> and that was one thing I learned in school was how to find a book in the library, yeah. the card catalog and find it, because that was the only way of finding information. Right. right? The, the pre-internet. The library was the reference. You had your encyclopedias in there. Right. You had reference material. You had fiction, nonfiction, and all the different zones. Yeah. You know, as I got higher, like high school and stuff, we have to write a paper on Vasco da Gama, whatever, right? Right. I had to go to the library, look up books on him, and try to come up with a report, try to find information. And the thing I think it helped because you were forced to find different sources, right? Because one book never had enough of what yep. you needed. And it also, I think it did teach us to like kind of look at different sources and balance them, like saying, okay, oh. these two books say the same thing versus just going to one site and saying, oh, this must oh, be the truth. I mean, here's one that doesn't agree. I should do some rational problem solving and thinking. Right, just some rational thinking, oh. which is different, you know. And granted, I think it's still something that's today, but I think we're just used to typing into the search, hitting the first search thing that comes back and kind of assuming that's the right I mean, one. Maybe, yeah. Well, you know, on the, know, on the topic of, of books, I mean, I don't know how it is now, but there was a... <laughs> <laughs> when you got your textbooks at the beginning of the year, oh yeah. Often private school may be different, George, but we had textbooks that were 10, 15 years old that they didn't buy new ones for a long time. Oh, easily. And so there was history of students. Somebody's big brother had this book. Yep. Right. And you could look and see in notes in the margins of who had them before you. Because I went to schools that my brothers went to ahead yeah, of me. So, you didn't so with- I used to trade other kids. I'm like, oh, you got my brother. Let me trade. You know, I get his textbooks. I wanted <laughs> to have the book my brother had. Yeah, I mean, that was a thing in private schools as well. We maybe even more so because private schools often didn't spend the money that was given to them for tuition on books. They often just spend it on themselves for their own <laughs> different salary yeah. requirements or whatever. So we got like 20 year old books most still of the did. time. And yeah, yeah, they were, the spines were cracking on them. I remember the one elementary through middle school, private school that I went to, most of those books came from donations from public schools, believe it or not. Oh so, my goodness. Oh wow. Yeah. We had some really old stuff. <laughs> so you stuff had the ones there. they didn't even want anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we was, learned uh, about the war of Northern aggression. Right. <laughs> and that's where it, it just ends. happened last year. And now you're current. <laughs> well, so, Bo, you were talking about how the internet has really permeated how you do research for research papers and things like that. Mm-hmm. I wonder about, so a, a big part of the ritual of school for me, going back to school shopping, and there's all that gear that you get. Pencils. Oh, yeah. Retractable pens and that stuff. That was a fun part for me, though. I love that mm-hmm. part. How much of that is just done on tablets now? How much do you, what about the smell? of sharpening a pencil and the smell of that stubby eraser. Is that still even a thing? I think it is for the younger kids. Okay. Yeah. That is slowly siphoning down the pipe. So kids in high school now, that's not as nearly as big. My son takes a tablet to class and most of his books are on the tablet. Um, he does have to use pens and pencils to write down documents, you know, sign his papers and all that kind of stuff. But I think that it is slowly moving down the chain to where even I've seen some elementary schools now that are handing out tablets to kids as part of the curriculum instead of books. Wow. I think there's a practical side to that that I think is kind of cool in a sense that sometimes you got a new textbook, especially when you get to like college level, but for no reason other than they want to make you spend more money. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's a whole industry. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a whole thing. Yeah. And so, you know, again, it's like writing on paper. I, I don't know. I, I maybe this is maybe an age thing where I just kind of see that as a more personal thing than typing into a tablet. I guess logistically it's not, again, like cursive, it's not necessary. I can get the information to you digitally. That's cool. But you're missing out on some of the, like, okay, how much did we all love our trapper keepers? Those of us who had trapper keepers. Sorry, Mo. Mm, Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Love my trapper keepers. I was not that. I I know you weren't. Yeah, that's a sore subject for you. I know. But but if if you don't have a preponderance of paperwork and notes and things like that that you have to organize, then you miss out on some of the cool things that came out of it, like memories of the Trapper Keeper or mm-hmm. uh, or the, the trappers themselves at different colors and what patterns were on them. You don't have a need for that. So for example, having school supplies, when I was in elementary school, we had a 
school store, right? So you could go to the office mm-hmm. and you took people's oh, yeah, orders yeah. and you go, I want pencils. Yep. Pencils are a dime and you know, a, a yeah. notepad is 30 cents or whatever. And erasers, just those little like erasers you put on the end of <laughs> yeah. a pencil was a nickel. Right. Whenever your pencils eraser was rubbed That's down. That's right. Because that happened all yeah. the time. And the thing is, it was shaped <laughs> like a little wedge. It kind of looked like a little spaceship mm-hmm. and they're all different colors. And I found out that you could get 20 of those for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Thus began his collecting career. <laughs> so when it was time for the school store, I had a uh, probably a, just an ocean of those little spaceship shaped erasers in my desk because I every time I had a dollar, I would buy 20 of them and I'd make little space battles on my paper, on my notebook on the back of them <laughs> and I'd draw lasers coming out of them or I would draw with pencils. You know how well you can draw with a pencil on an eraser, how it picks up that lead so well and you can right, draw yeah. a cockpit on top of it. It was beautiful. And if you don't oh, need those erasers, okay. you miss all I wasn't of that. sure what word you were saying there. Yeah, I, okay. I finished the word. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, he did. But no, and to me also, that was a fun part. Of, I, that was, to me was, yeah. I look forward the to. physical, going out buying school tactile stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like getting the protractors. And- you know, it was fun for us because it's what we grew up with. My kids grew up with different things. And those mm-hmm. are the things that they reminisce on now, the ones that are out of school. One of the things that I loved when I was in high school that is not a thing apparently as much now was signing a yearbook. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do they anymore? No, uh, they get a yearbook. Because they don't have pens. My son oh, has four yearbooks <laughs> and not a single signature in any of them. That's really? terrible. Yep. That's like the thing to wow. do. No, it's not. And you know why? <laughs> okay, it was the thing to do. <laughs> they have WhatsApp and they have Twitter and they have all these other things that oh. they socially interact with. The yearbook was our Twitter. They don't need this repository of communication to, you know, snapshot of stuff. They can just look in their history. I see. Yeah. That's too bad. Because the thing is, I guess, like, you look at my yearbook, that's like, I mean, we. I signed my yearbook thinking that this may be my last communication with yeah, this person. Right, yeah. See, I just looked at it and see which girl could I have dated. <laughs> well, that's oh, she thought I was no, cute. Why didn't she tell me? Why did she tell me two years ago? None. Damn it! <laughs> right? Oh no, I think you're absolutely right, though. That's that's interesting. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, mm-hmm. yearbooks were. I still have my yearbook somewhere. Yeah, know? me too. So there's a lot of other equipment out there that mm-hmm. we used prolifically, but it's obsolete now. Think about chalkboards. Oh, oh yeah, God. yeah. That's not only obsolete; it was probably borderline dangerous. Breathing in all that damn chalk dust when you had to smack those erasers together uh, because you did something wrong in school. But it smelled so good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> until, until you developed lung disease. Like we'd have students who would volunteer, not volunteer, like I guess, but like the teachers would have them come in and clean the blackboards, like with a sponge oh, to really no, get that it wasn't clean. I volunteered. I was a little kiss ass. I enjoyed that. It I liked the way the <laughs> chalk smelled. For me, that was I, I that liked was doing punishment. It. Oh, that was detention. No. no, I love it. <laughs> now, one thing I did love were those mimeographs, that ink that you would, you know, you take the paper and wheel oh, it around. Co- the purplish blue color. Like we got to make those for the teachers, you know, got to make it. They, they just didn't want to do it. But that ink that was on those things. That should have been illegal. Hell, they that would get stuff. you so high. Yeah. <laughs> That was, I think it was alcohol based, so it would evaporate quickly. And then when you, mm, yeah. it was the purple ink, right? You first got yep. it, might have been a little smudgy, and you get that stack in there, you got to. <sighs> my, my memory of those is like the teacher handing out like a test paper or something. Right. And you got the one that didn't, like it was toward the end it of the run. Yeah, the, and so you the, couldn't the, read all of it. The tumbler was running out of toner. We should yeah. say what mimeograph was. That was well, what that's good point. copiers were before there were copiers. Yes. Right. Yeah. So it was like a fast printing press. It was just this wheel that would spin around real quick as you spun you had, it. You had to make would, a master that looked like a, like yeah. a photocopy sheet. Like you had to press hard to make a master. Right. And then you wrapped it on this tumbler that had toner in it, like a copier. And it would, it, as it pulled paper through, it would transfer ink through the tumbler on that master down to the sheet. And spit the papers out the other That's side. Right. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Do you guys have Scantron tests? I mean, I guess they still do it today, but we had- They still like, do them. Yeah. Scantron yeah. tests. Yeah, we hit, you know, fill in the bubble, that kind well, of thing. the difference is uh, Scantron is a brand name. Initially, it was fill in the sure. bubble, but it wasn't to, for a computer to go beep, 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 and scan. Mm-hmm. Somebody had a hole punch sheet that went over top of that, and you looked for where the bubbles right. were filled That's in. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah. That was the answer key, was this punched out hole. Right. And then later, Scantron was a company that came out. Now it's just all on a Google form. Yeah, just yeah, really. click, click, click. Yep. <laughs> I had teachers that were really big into the overhead projectors. Yes, yep. Where they had like the transparency and the markers and they would yep. sit there. And invariably, the bulb would burn out right in the middle and <laughs> the teacher get really pissed off because then they had to The best like, one was when that glass would crack. Oh. oh. That thing got hot as hell, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we still have projectors, obviously, but it's hooked up to a computer. Right. The yeah. thing about overhead yeah. projectors, for uh, and listen, through college, I continue to do this because I had prof- 
thrusters that use overhead projectors. Yeah, yeah. We would play pranks. We would get little like transparency things and draw things and stick them on some of the lenses. So oh, mm, why is that bug in the, like a little, there's a fly in the corner and it's actually right. stuck somewhere. He doesn't know where it's at because it's up on the top part of it or something. Or you could put your face, <laughs> so you can lay the, your the face plate. on it. <laughs> I'm sure those were the only two things people ever put on those. Yes, only those two yeah. things. So George, this explains a lot about John actually. About yeah. This. <laughs> it's quite an expose, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and calculators were pretty new for us. And so you mentioned earlier, I think, George or Mo, I forget who was saying it, that, you know, now calculators are absolutely, you're going to have a calculator all the time. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. it was like, well, are you going to have calculators? Because it was relatively new. I remember I had my, the red LED calculator that only had eight digits oh, yeah. on it, <laughs> yeah. had a nine volt battery and it looked like a brick. And they're like, well, you can't use those for tests because why? We're not learning how long division works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the only time I was able to use a calculator is when I got to higher math in high school. Sure. Like, like for like trigonometry and stuff. And the worst yeah. is I had to, oh my God, I had this math teacher that her answers never worked out to be round numbers. Oh. <laughs> so you never know if, so you never did you, knew Did you get you it wrong right? or is it really supposed to be yeah. a not round number? Yeah. So is the answer 37.241? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, ah, you know, <laughs> so why'd you do that to me? You talk about how they were allowed or not allowed. Even in my high school class, the math teacher I had, he was so tough. They were not allowed even for trig, pre-calc, any of that stuff, because he had all of those things memorized. Yeah. He had the sine, the cosine, and the tangent tables memorized from numbers Holy one through crap. 100. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's hardcore. The man was just psychotic <laughs> with that stuff. And he assumed that every human being on the planet had that same ability. So therefore we were not allowed to use calculators. Yeah. He's like, I'm not special. So you must be able to, he wanted you to learn yeah. that same skill, whether you need it or not. Absolutely. I loved school. And just so we could get in more homework, we used to have our teachers write a note to our mothers to excuse us from watching TV. And no one headed back to school before they visited Payless. Get the look you want for back to school with the Windmere Crimper or Waiver, just $9.99 each. For quality recordings, pick up Memorex VHS video cassettes, pack of three, just $8.99. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. You know, we talked about teachers and teaching methods and classes that we have. We also talked about tools and everything, but there was a lot of stuff that doesn't really fit into any of those categories. And it was still an important part of school society. John, I'm just going to start this list off with one of your all-time favorites, the Scholastic Book Fair. Oh, yeah. I don't know what too. it is about oh, that thing. Yeah. It's like crack to John Ray. It's I'm fantastic. Just- <laughs> <laughs> well, the Scholastic Book Fair was just, a, it was not school. It was like a taste of, you know, being a, an adult. It was, I'm shopping and they bring the stuff to me. And it was just the fact that you would get other stuff, puzzles and you know mystery books and mm-hmm. Mad Libs and stuff. All that would be at my school book fair. Yeah, I used to love those things. Oh my God. I mean, Scholastic is still around as a company, but I don't even know if schools even do that anymore. I guess you could order online. So who cares? Maybe uh, very young. Like I remember my youngest son, he, they did have Scholastic book fair in his elementary school for several years. Yeah. I don't know if it's still happening now because that was like eight years ago, but right. Yeah. yeah for my kids as well. In elementary school, they had it. And that was also, they loved it because that was one of the few things I'd be like happy to spend money right. on. Yeah. Like, mm, here you go. Yeah. Because it seems to be books. It's educational stuff. Yeah. It, it seems, <laughs> it seems like it was. Educational, right? Yeah. 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 But even like the Goosebumps books, like my son got a lot of the Goosebumps yeah. books from there. And I'm like, that's still reading. It's, yeah, that's that's right. Sure. It's still reading. Yeah. So I was totally for right. it. Unlike Mad Libs, which is pretty much not reading. No. Yeah. Unfortunately, my son was more interested in the covers. So the reading part <laughs> never really happened. There's great art on this Dungeons and Dragons book. I'm going to hang it on the wall and never look at it again. Yeah, exactly. Do they still have the different gender specific electives like they used to? I don't know if that's so much. No, no. Yeah. Because no, that's kind of a no-no now. Oh, no. We yeah. did. 
I did growing up, but I mean, they anymore. still have classes like shop. Yeah, that's still a class, but it's definitely a much more culturally integrated shop class. Yeah, it used now. to be like home ec, wow. only girls in home ec. And if a boy was home ec, you know, it was like, how did you get in this class? What's going on? Did, did you make right. a wrong turn? What's going on with you? Why are you not in this room? <laughs> no, now it's all the kids, you know, no matter, regardless of gender, everybody has the same opportunity and Good. they don't seem to ostracize each other for it a little bit, maybe on the home ec side. But one of my uh, older sons, he took home ec in high school two years in a row, but it was, I think they renamed it to culinary arts or something like that. Oh, okay. So it felt a little bit safer for <laughs> safer, him, yeah. but that's where he learned how to cook and he's a pretty damn yeah, good cook. Yeah, that's one of those of like actual applications to real life. Hey, you might want to know how to do laundry. When do I use bleach? Those kind of things. Because in the real world, when you get out there on your, on your own and you're like, oh my God, mom's not here to do my laundry. Put a couple Tide Pods in that I didn't eat and throw those <laughs> right. out. <laughs> I had a thing in uh, junior high school where we had two gym electives that you could choose. And one was basketball. Okay. And the other one was like, I'm trying to remember specifically, but it had something to do with dancing. I don't remember mm. exactly what it was. Ballroom dance or square dance? So all the guys picked basketball. Okay. And all the girls picked the dancing thing. And it was it, there wasn't any like boys had to go. This it's just it's just the way things worked out. Similar there was an opportunity for a boy to join dance and have access to all these girls. I was going to say. Well, here's what happened. <laughs> I know which class I would have joined. <laughs> the teacher who was teaching dance was pissed off that there's only women in there. So she went over to the basketball thing, looked at the everyone lined up, said, this half is going to dance. And just, just moved them? <laughs> wow. And just moved us. And, and took half of her class and said, you're going to basketball. Wow. And just switched us. <laughs> and guess where I wound up? Did you wind up and dance? Yes, I did. All right. Good on you, Mo. Uh, yeah. But we were just pissed. <laughs> Speaking of fitness. <laughs> Speaking of fitness. Awesome segue. Uh, did you guys have the, uh, that presidential fitness challenge oh yeah Hell yeah, yeah. Okay. ronald reagan presidential <laughs> fitness awards yep yep i won like 12 of them damn right. things get, Hell yeah. run the 440 and x number of sit-ups and pull-ups and all that stuff you have a window of time you have to mm-hmm. do it all in two i think right yeah you had to like run a mile in like less than eight minutes, yep. 10 minutes yeah. or something yep. my favorite one was the blocks where you had to go back and forth between the two blocks on oh, the pick ground them up and, take and them you back had to do it in a certain amount of time like shuttle them yeah yeah oh i love that one that was so much fun they made us do like that mile run one no i grew up like i said i grew up in new york my high school gym was tiny. I mean, really How many small. laps around the gym was it? 18. 18. <laughs> you were dizzy at the end because it was such a small circle that you were running. 17. 18. I mean... <laughs> Uh, did you guys eat food in school? Did you actually have like your lunches? No, I just starved until. <laughs> I mean, yes, did you bring it or did you, well, did you bring it? lunch or did you eat their that's hot lunch? That's what I meant to yeah. say. Like, we've talked about this one. I had the big. Oh, that's right. That that his mom packed pork in pork chops and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the feeling yeah. and lobster tail. Yeah. And- <laughs> no, I always bought lunch in school. I always did, and the best day was pizza day because you have that rectangular pizza that perfectly fits in the shape oh. on the tray. <laughs> it's like it was made for that part of the tray. It was. Yep. You know they don't do that anymore. What don't they do now? they just get local fast food places to bring the food into them and then they just upcharge it. That's it. Oh my God. Yeah. What, no, At least at my son's school. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like one day it'll be Chick-fil-A day. The next day it'll be Hungry Howie's day. And that's the only choice you get along with some bags of chips and some You sodas. either bring your lunch or you get fast food? Yep. And it's not cheap fast food either. Because they like upcharge it. a slice it. <laughs> of Hungry Howie's, like the whole pizza at Hungry Howie's is like six bucks, right? Yeah. But a slice at his cafe, lunchroom, whatever the hell they want to call it, was like four bucks for a slice. <gasps> yeah. What? That is having great pizza. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Right. We just said it was Papa John. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. So, Jeez. Yeah, they don't do it that way anymore. At least at his school, they don't. Well, can you get milk with your lunch still? I mean, that was, I mean, it was weird to have milk with pizza yeah, every the, time. Nothing else, you always buy milk, no, right? Or chocolate milk they if you're lucky. they have soda fountains now, so it's like wow. Cokes and Sprites. Oh my and, goodness. Yeah, soda was like unheard of. The only time you ever had soda, like we weren't even allowed to bring soda in our own lunches. The only time we could is if we had a school trip and had to pack our own lunch. Huh. Then you could pack a soda. That was fine. But other than that, the school didn't even allow it. Thus the invention of Capri Sun, which is the sugar-filled, non-carbonated drink (laughs) that's just like a soda. Right. Yeah. God help you if you can figure out how to stab that straw through that bag. (laughs) Not stab your hand. You know, one thing I totally miss, though, as uh, this is just how silly is. I remember in like kindergarten having like nap time. <laughs> I have well, that now. Your desk. Well, you know, at the time, I didn't want to take a nap. But in hindsight, yeah, what was wrong with me? <laughs> like, yes, please. What time is nap time? I'm looking forward to that time of day. 
day. <laughs> what about uh, sitting Indian style? And they even called it sitting oh, Indian yeah, style. Use, which now, of course, yep. can we use that's that culturally word now? incentive to say sitting Indian style, obviously. I never understood why is that incentive. I don't get that, to be honest. And, well, I, and maybe it's just my lack of it's awareness. It's just using any culture as an adjective. It's stereotyping a bit. But yeah. it, the point is, I'm sitting down crossing my legs. Why they called it that, I don't know. But every teacher I ever had said that. It's not whether the stereotype is positive or negative. It's the fact that it's a stereotype being applied to a group of individuals right. with a certain yep. title. I don't remember huh. the last time that okay. I sat with a group on the floor with my legs crossed for story time. No. <laughs> only if I'm in a hospital and something <laughs> broke. <laughs> I'm like, doing that I got now. there, but I'm not getting back up on my own. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Shop Strauss Rights for back to school and the best buys around. 32-gallon garbage containers now $9.97, only $7.97 after manufacturer's mail-in rebate. Handy stacking and utility baskets just 59 to 97 cents. Brighten your decor with lifelike blooms, 77 cents each today at Sprouse Rights in your choice of 10 colorful varieties and save 30% on any tear curtain in stock, including Anti-Am Country Prints and Decorator Solids. Start the school year right. Shop Sprouse Rights. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so we talked about a lot of mechanics and classes and all this sort of stuff, but an important part of school is the social stuff, right? I mean, no, right. Well, as you said at the beginning, right? Yeah, I mean, that was like a big key yeah. for all of us. It was more than just the lessons and the math and the history, all that stuff. I'm just thinking of like my biggest thing about going to school was just that was always how I saw certain people. Well, yeah, well, again, it was like sure. seeing yeah. my friends, that kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Well, there's no Zoom back then. And so, yeah, it, literally, it, if they didn't live in your neighborhood, you're right. You only saw some of those people, and they might be great friends, but you might not get a chance to see them summertime. You only saw them at school. Well, you used to call them. Your parents would say, how are your school right. friends? Yeah. Right? That's yeah. true. That's right. That's oh, not wow. a term now. About that. Now it's just, yeah, right. how, are, how are your friends? I mean, now it might be, how are your Facebook friends? There's but... no reason to be disconnected any longer. So yeah. so, so you still get the socialization, but you got the, the in-face socialization, whereas now maybe people kind of gravitate toward the digital, which is okay, but it's yeah. just not the same. It's, it's just different. It's it just is. Different, it's a different right? skill set for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yes, you had friends in school and that was awesome. But one of the key aspects about school that I think, I don't know if it's the same feeling for the younger people today as it was for us back then, but going to school on your own, riding your bike to school, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or somehow being independent for a period of time. Yeah outside of your parental or family unit, right? Right. That was a big growing experience for me. Now, I didn't live close enough to any of my schools to ride a bike, and I would have had to drive down a major highway to get there. Okay. But what my parents did do was my mother, because she worked, she would drop me off at this little restaurant right near the school. Where you went to get your prepared breakfast, I remember. Yes. I would have my prepared yes. breakfast every day. <laughs> but from the moment she dropped me off until the moment I got in class, I felt like I was my own independent person, my own nation almost, right. where I could make decisions for myself. I didn't really make a lot of decisions, but I could. <laughs> I was free. Do you want wheat or rye toast with your uh, your eggs yeah. Benedict today, little Georgie? <laughs> eggs Benedict. <laughs> but I think that independence was, no, right. was something that helped me to grow. Sure. Oh, at yeah. an earlier age oh, than I yeah, think absolutely. some kids get oh, I fondly days. remember riding a bicycle. Now, I, I actually, my primary residence was living out way, way, way in the woods away from school. But for a time, sometimes I would stay with my grandmother that was very close to my elementary school. And it was, I don't know, it was a mile or two away. It was, but you, I would ride my bike and you learn the streets and stuff. And yeah, you felt I could technically not go to school. I never did that. Never played hooky because I'm too chicken, but I could have. I was completely <laughs> autonomous right. for that time. And it was, it was, it was a growing experience. It was something you learned how to yeah. be, you know? Yeah. I mean, I was lucky enough that I could walk to school. Sure. Yeah. And I remember as a kid, just for the hell of it, walking down 13th Street instead of 12th Street just because yep. I could. It was a decision I could make on my own. Because you're the boss. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And the same distance didn't really matter one way or the other. But, you know, it just gave me that little thing George was saying is like that feeling of independence, like I'm in control of my own destiny. <laughs> right. <laughs> that kind yeah. of thing. Wait, another thing that has uh, gone the way of the dodo, I bet you, <laughs> due to the proliferation of uh, digital communication, is passing notes. I mean, there's no oh, secret yeah. note passing anymore. There's no need for oh, that. Oh, yeah. There was a whole society built around how to fold them, oh, yeah. how to address them, yep. how yeah. to sneak them past the teacher's eyes. And I was not good at any of it. <laughs> I got my notes caught, confiscated, and read out loud to the class more than any oh, damn course. kid in history. I still tell this story to this day. I'll never forget. I misspelled the word sorry to my like, I remember you told that story. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and she ridiculed me yep. in front of everybody. Oh my God, See there? it was horrible. You think that, still, you think that would that teach you day. proper spelling and punctuation, but it just didn't. I don't misspell that word anymore, just like I know <laughs> not, 8 times 7 is 56. <laughs> never, never. <laughs> I, was, I think it was junior high school, but somebody was passing a note. The teacher caught it, and apparently he was answering a D&D question for another kid. Out of context. So it was like describing like what this monster was. And so she read it aloud. Like It was something like, the dire wolf is the blah, 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 blah. And she looked at it, and that's she finished reading and she's like, this had to be one of the best notes I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids didn't get in trouble. She's like, yo, I'm going to hold on to this one. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> you really captured my imagination in this past note. <laughs> really? So did any of you guys get candy as a reward? Maybe oh, hell yeah. In, at least in elementary school, I guess. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's not happening today. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> oh, no. Too many allergies and diabetics and diabetics and <laughs> other health. Risks. I was still getting candy in college. What? I had a professor who, what? if you sat in the front seat of any row, he handed you a candy bar at the beginning of class. Actually, that's pretty. That's pretty. That's good. a class I would just take. to get people yeah, to sit too. in the front. Because yeah. when you walk in, a, where do you go? You go to the back so you can hide and sleep, right? Right. You sit in the front though. <laughs> he always brought and just the right number, not for anybody else. If there's six seats, he brought like six Hershey bars, and he walked across. Doom, doom, doom. If only five seats were full, he passed out five. He was done. But yeah, it's an incentive. Wow. It works. <laughs> I can go to that class right now. Right. Yeah. The same truth in college or times I'm like, man, that candy bar. Yeah, it'd be yeah, it would. It. Yeah. <laughs> you remember getting stickers as rewards for doing well on things? They'd put like oh, yeah. stickers of favorite yeah. characters or even just random, just bees or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or sometimes yeah, you, you put them on your random. notebook. Yeah. Or your, yep. You take you them off your, your paper cover you or save them. They're, yeah. Yep. Didn't have. yep. Sometimes they'd be the cool ones that you scratch them and you sniff them. They smell like grapes or strawberries. Stick or them something. on your lunchbox. <laughs> yeah. The puffy ones. Remember those? Like they were vinyl. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. I still have a few of those. <laughs> Are you a trapper keeper? It's, it's a motivational reward. I hey, don't know if you... Don't make fun of my trapper keeper. No. I'm beating you in the head with that thing. <laughs> was, what do kids in school get motivated with now? You can't get candy or stickers, probably. You, you get a you get a Fortnite skin if you do well, or... I mean, they don't really do that kind of, you know, reward system. Like really. reinforce... At least my... No, my son's huh. never talked like about Like little attaboys. Really. I mean, yeah, those I can't are think of my kids talk about it either. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's too bad. One thing that's kind of changed, and I don't know if this is good or bad, to be honest. I'd like to get your guys' opinion on it, is when there's a bully, you pretty much had to deal with it on your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beat that ass or get your yep. ass beat, one or the other. Yeah, but today, <laughs> it's like, it's a whole thing, right? I need an adult. Well. Which is fine to know you can go to an adult. I think but- they're policing themselves a little bit more now in the last, like, five years or so. Mm-hmm. The kids are really shaming the bullies way yeah, more than they true. used this to. This is true. Yeah. It's become like a, a, it's not a social good thing anymore to be the bully. I think it's almost like a reward system a little bit because the kid who's getting bullied, he'll be sitting there and there'll be a bunch of kids crowded around like it always was. And there's always a kid filming with a damn camera now because you see these things <laughs> yeah. on YouTube. Right. That's how you know right. they're happening. And then there's this one kid who comes in to stop the bully or something like that. And they always look at the damn camera. You know <laughs> that that was either a goddamn setup or that kid was just waiting for that situation so he could get YouTube famous. That's all that is. I'm standing up to the bully, see? Yeah. <laughs> the part of the bully played by Joey Williams. <laughs> Back to the getting a candy as a treat. Remember, it used to be somebody's birthday and everybody would bring in something. You'd bring in your oh, yeah. Rice Krispie treats or whatever from home. We always birthdays. had to do it where the birthday kid's parents brought in the stuff. Oh, for really? Exactly. Kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what my school too was the same way. Like if it was someone's birthday, they would bring like a cupcakes or cookies or yeah, something. Yeah. And you had to make sure you had enough for everybody in the class. Which of course. It, my class that they would have that in would be like in third or fourth period. Those cupcakes didn't make it that far. I'm just telling you. <laughs> well, I was so eating you, the hell you out had of them to carry things them? in first and second wait period. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Hold on, George. So first you had a four-course breakfast at the local cafe. <laughs> I did not have four courses. Let me finish. Three, then so I'm not you had an here. igloo cooler full of pork chops. Yeah, and, not, and you could not eat the birthday cupcakes between first and third period? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> 
Do you know? Do you know how many calories you burn picking kids for basketball and PE class? That's a lot Not of many. damn calories. Not seventeen cupcakes full. <laughs> well, I didn't get fat until I got forty. So what does that tell you? Oh. You know, probably one of the, the last things we'll talk about is that might not be the same, isn't the same, I don't even know if it exists at all, is hanging out after school, waiting on somebody. Because now you can yeah, say, yeah. you know when class is over, you text somebody, come pick me up. But I know I used to spend, and literally look forward to, from when class gets out to when I got home was more of that free time that I could do anything I wanted. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, my kids still do that right now. Okay. So hanging out after school is still a good thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. They have a lot of activities, of course, after school. So there's that's part mm, of structured it. Structured stuff. It's not just, yeah. yeah, like he has football and things like that. Okay. But he still spends a little bit of time waiting to be picked up or, you know, whatever is going on for that day. Like maybe he gets out of school at three o'clock and he has a structured activity at five. So he just stays at school during that time. Uh, and so that still happens. Oh, good. Yeah. I, I think that's great because it's time to kind of like, it's more of that socialization, that person to person stuff. And I know mm-hmm. it was a time when I would, let me show you the new D and D character that I rolled and are we going to get together this weekend? And you kind of yeah. meet up with your buddies who again are school friends. You might not see them otherwise. Right. right? That's yeah. what I was thinking too. Is like, it was a time to hang out with your school friends that you, you can't do during the summer. Right. That was your time. Yeah, with for them. sure. It was like yep. after school. So yeah, for sure. Exactly. Here you are. Oh, say, what is that thing? It's my trapper for me. It sure is a lot neater than this. And that's because it traps my papers in so they won't fall out. And I've got a trapper folder for each subject. That's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And the trapper keeper holds all my trappers. This flap even has a Velcro closure to keep everything inside. Boy, I've got to get a trapper and get my act together. If you do, I'll uh, let you carry my books. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know. So if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. Before we wrap this one up, gents, I, I wanted to ask you kind of a round robin question here. So we've been reminiscing on that school experience, you know, how we, what things were like, what we used, what things are still around and what aren't. And since we've been remembering how we enjoyed or didn't enjoy school, if you could pick any one school year from K through 12 to repeat, and I'm not talking time travel, go back and tell yourself, don't do something like you just, I want to relive just that relive one it. school year and do it again. Maybe you want to repeat something. Maybe you want to change something you did wrong, or maybe you just love that time of your life or whatever what school year would you redo and why let's start with you Bo oh wow um just just uh I'm not sure if this is necessarily the grade but the one first one that popped in my head would probably redo seventh grade seventh grade why yeah because that was the year I met my two friends who I'm still friends with you know to this day (laughs) yeah they said to me and probably the people that I would say that's probably the group people probably helped influence me the most through my life like they're the ones like my elementary school friends I hardly ever keep in contact with them right you know from that junior high school on or the people I kind of kept in contact with and I remember the most about and it was just a fun time to be quite honest I just loved the seventh grade junior high school you're not elementary anymore you're you're kind of funny my, my, my answer is the same i was gonna say seventh grade because oh. <laughs> my, my elementary went through six and my first year in seventh grade was when i met friends that i still know and talk to today some of my yeah. best friends in there <laughs> i started in in music and band in there the seventh grade mm-hmm. and i was starting to not feel isolated i i, I yeah i wasn't just one of the kids i was someone with an identity at that point and i just enjoyed it i would i would change yeah. a thing about it i would just go back and do it again what about you george oh we might as well be a slot machine because seventh <laughs> was my lucky number as well yeah really <laughs> yeah i mean i loved high school high school is those are the friends that i still have somewhat moderate contact with uh-huh. even today but i'm not really the type of person that keeps in contact with people for long periods of time very often it's very rare that i do that but seventh grade were a lot of first for me some that i can mention on air like <laughs> talking about you know really understanding oh, how i wanted to do in athletics like really getting good at 
baseball and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, some other sports and then learning some stuff like I got a couple of writing awards in the seventh grade and stuff that was really fun for me and then some things I can't mention on here <laughs> I had some first and seventh grade that were very oh, yeah. uh, unusual and unique <laughs> from what I understand but yeah it was it was a great year I had a lot of fun there it was right at the end of middle school so it's kind of when you're starting it's like your junior senior year of high school it's that transition period yeah. from yeah. you know like you're not the freshman sophomore dumbass anymore now you're kind of the upper echelon of the classes so it was yeah. it was a lot of fun I enjoyed that seventh that's year funny that we picked the same thing that's cool <laughs> before we put this one to bed I want to take a second here at the end of the show to give our gratitude to our patrons the folks who support us financially over on patreon.com literally supply the funds we need to keep us going here on the podcast over on YouTube and on the, the website and I want to thank each and every one of them individually thank you Greg Z Arlem Adam Stu Monkey Davis Chet Levi Mike C Ben Lee Dan Jason Chad Matt Marcus Greg L Dana Slobo Thomas Agile Jonathan HD and Tony Mark Stubaka Sean T2 David Shelby Blasted or Stashit and Travis is our collection of amazing human beings. If you're interested in supporting what we do and have not done so yet, Mo, would you tell the fine fourth listeners how they can get that fixed? Oh, absolutely. All they got to do is go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon, and it'll take you right to the link where you can pick whatever level you're comfortable with. The higher you level, the more interesting stuff you get. You know, you get things like uh, special content, you get some swag. At the highest levels, you can even help influence the show a little bit. That's right. These times are tough for everybody. We understand that. So everybody, no matter what you give, we appreciate it, like with full heartedly. Always meaningful. Yeah, this time, (laughs) This time and date, even more so. So, so grateful. It shows us that you appreciate what we do and helps keep our lights on. Heck yeah. All right. Thanks, Mo. That's going to wrap it up for this show. We'll be back in two weeks with another Backtrack, but next week with a regular show. We hope you'll join us for that. Until then, I am John. George, thank you for being here. Yes, sir. Mo. You know I appreciate you, man. Oh, man, always fun. Fourth listeners, it's you we all appreciate, though, most of all, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? Gen X Grown-Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. No shows till sunrise. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Grown mm, yeah, that's true. For sure. That was a good way to kick that off. Nobody. <laughs> that was, yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, that was a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!